gobble gobble Upper East Siders. That's right, it's Thanksgiving again, and I hope you all brought your appetites. Because today is the one day a year you're supposed to count your blessings, not your calories. I don't care whether you're sick to your stomach or simply on a liquid diet. This Turkey Day, I'm going to make sure everyone eats their hearts out. Welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls. I'm Liz, and I'm Michelle. Tonight we're discussing season six, episode eight. It's really complicated. Original air date, December. Wow, I'm looking at twelve three and going. What month is that? Twelve. Oh, December third, two thousand twelve. Written by Jake Coburn, directed by John Stevens. Serena and Dan decide to throw their first Thanksgiving together, inviting only their closest friends, but everyone seems to have their own agenda once there. Feeling defeated by his father, Chuck begins a downward spiral, leaving Blair to find a solution to his problems. Meanwhile, Dan has written his latest expose, but he must make a tough decision whether to publish it, knowing it could destroy a close friendship. Not only friendship, honey. That's your relationship, bitch. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you? Yeah. Yeah, so my glass of gossip tonight is titled Punching Padge. I love it. Yes. It was so great when Nate got to punch Padge in the face in this episode. It's a champagne punch with apple cider for the Thanksgiving theme, apples and oranges, and a brown sugar rim. Very very cute. Is that why you were like, keep watching when I was furiously texting you? And you're like, just wait, (laughs) keep going. Uh, Yeah, but even so, it, it doesn't make you feel better that he got punched. I don't really think so. I mean, like, he's still a jerk. It was my favorite part of the episode. Oh, yeah, it was good. But wow, Liz, this I can't believe it. Dare I say it? I can't believe it. Gossip Girl has got you stunned, stunned <laughs> and shocked. Not in a good way. No, not in a good way. No, like uh, I can't believe this. Every week I say this. Remember I started off, I was this season, I was like, oh, this is fun. You're like, it's not good. I'm like, no, I'm taking it for what it is. And tonight I was like, let's go in and start with the positives. And now I'm like, mm, no, 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 <laughs> no. So my three gossip words for last week, we had hosts for Sag Thanksgiving dinner, a competition for Steven versus Padge and Bart versus Chuck. And then accident for the death of Bruce Kaplan. Not that he was a major character, but like he's been there since the beginning, you know. And, and also not uh, Brad Chaplin, who's the dentist. <laughs> the dentist. I loved it. So cute. Yeah. Before we summarize and rant, um, Jen wanted to say a few words about her favorite episode, which is this episode. As I teased a few episodes back, um, I'm going to paraphrase because she did send me a nice long email. Um, so hopefully I do her justice. So she says, season five, most characters have storylines that leave them sad and alone, where season six um, gets the non-judgmental breakfast club back together, which we all love, aka friendship. You know, the friendship that we love. So I get what she's saying there. We love friendship, but I'd I love like to see more. Thank you. I love friendship too, but I feel like I haven't seen a lot of it. Like Nate, yes, we've seen Nate do his thing because that's what he does. But the rest of them, 
waiting right. for more of it. Exactly. Um, scheming Blair for good is usually the best Blair. Another thing that we didn't see much of in season five. The growth of Chair. Hear her out. You know, the non-typical growth, as we call it, we wouldn't call it growth, but on the show, yes, Chair, I guess, has had some growth. And she says their banter shows that this pact is all performance art. Neither of them actually believe that they're that they aren't going to be together in the end. Bart or no Bart. So yeah, it's just for the drama. We gotta just take it for what it is. Sure. And Jen loves all the funny bits that make it a quintessential Gossip Girl Thanksgiving, especially Blair's comments towards Padge. We love that. Um, But she's not rooting for Sag. What a shock. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, good. Yeah, she said it's sad that Serena has no self-worth yet again, calling Steven the millisecond her and Padge break up. The millisecond. I, I I thought Spencer, Spence Camden was on the island. Well, he is after this episode. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. R- ridiculous. Abs- just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. Lisa also felt that way she thought that this was only the only good episode out of the season stating that yes Padge is horrible but I still don't hate it if we're going if you're going to own your shit then he's really owning his <laughs> yes but I still absolutely hate it do you know how I felt in this episode because I have to say I think I liked this one the least oh really yeah and I don't know if it's because we're getting closer to the end. I'm getting more bitter because nothing has happened. Yeah. I felt that these actors were given this script and they were like, ugh. And it it was like forced to play out what we're doing. That's how I felt. Probably not that way, obviously. But I well, felt I it very. Know. Do you think that they're enjoying themselves? I mean, I'm sure it's emotional. They're in their last season. I'm sure Pad She Boys having fun. But like, I just did not like this episode. I did not like it. Yeah. Michelle had lots of words. I did via she text was message. Not enjoying, she was not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the episode begins with Sag. They're trying to be all cute, lying in bed together, watching the Thanksgiving parade. And they're excited about the holiday starting because they want to throw their own adult-like Thanksgiving dinner, being that they're now coming out as a relationship and they want their so-called friends to be there as well. So Dan is also at this point telling Georgina in private that his Serena cereal is all ready to go. He meets up with Georgina later to tell her that he submitted his draft to the publisher in which she thinks it's the nice fluffy piece and he said, well, just wait until it comes out. You'll be, you know, you'll you'll hear it when everyone else does. But of course, she can't deal with this. She has to go and investigate a little bit more. So she finds out he wrote two summaries. One, I guess we're supposed to assume is the positive one and one in negative. And so, of course, she uses this to her advantage. So Dan was also instructed by Serena to invite Rufus to their big dinner because Lily and Bart were supposed to be out of town. Um, but Rufus has other dinner plans. He's going to a charity event with Lisa Loeb. And yeah. <laughs> he's also very surprised to hear that Sag is back on. And he says, dude, look, 
Humphrey men do not stand a chance when it comes to Vander Woods and women. Like, how many times are we going to do this? You and I are not the Bart Bass of the world, and they're going to go back to Bart Basses every single time. And Dan rebuttals, well, maybe we should be become t- that type of person. And Rufus is like, no, I'm good. Yeah. But you do. You do you. Yeah. While he's dealing with the cereal business, Serena goes shopping the day of, you know, to get more things. Isn't that what they always do in shows? Like, good luck in real life doing that. Always. Like, oh, I have to prepare this. It's like, you have like five minutes before the company comes. Exactly. Never. So unrealistic. But she bumps into suspense, Camden and baby Camden. And she ends up inviting them both to dinner because she feels badly. And also Stephen is like, I'm sorry that I ended things that way. Like, I do I do want to apologize. Like, you were the best part of my whole day is seeing you. It's like it's super creepy. I did not like it. And it just felt so fake. I'm like, wow, these men always fall for Serena. It's like time and time again. And even Blair makes a joke about oh it, which was the best line. I loved it. Same. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Just had a panic attack. Okay, we're good. Um, So she invites them to dinner, as we said. And this is after Sage tells Serena that, oh, Stephen really misses you. He looks super happy to see her. And, like, he needs to pull it together. So Dan then has to go and see Serena's very, very recent ex-boyfriend at dinner. And he's upset because she didn't give him the heads up. And, like, I felt that was okay. I agree with that because what did you feel about that exchange? It was so Serena like when she was like, you're mad at me. Like, I thought this wouldn't matter. It's like, hello, you invited your ex fiance to Thanksgiving to your new boyfriend's dinner. Yeah. And then she's like, look, look, your ex girlfriend is here. Like, that's Blair. He's like, yeah, right. Because you invited her. You're friends with her. Right. Obviously, you're not upset that she's here, but I'm upset that Steven's here. I get it. I get it. So just yeah. another thing to unravel in their Serena's world. And yes. he doesn't fit into it. So during the dinner, Stephen starts a little bit of a competition with Padge, telling him he's going to get Serena back. Padge claims, Stephen, you don't know anything about Serena. And Stephen says, well, Serena needs someone to take care of her. And you definitely can't do that. <laughs> what did you think of this? Did you think it was I thought ridic- it was so childish. It was, it was childish, so childish. And for Steven to come back and say these things, I don't know. I was just like, wow. Like, dude, you're a 30 something year old man. Get over it. I know. It just didn't read well. That's why everything just felt really forced. I Yeah, well, I guess he was going into it not realizing that Serena and Dan are in a relationship Sh- now, right. which because he wouldn't expect her to be in such a quick relationship. And the fact that, like, you see your ex get your ex fiance, almost fiance, right? Or whatever, get back with this guy, like, in within a minute, within a minute, and yet you still want to be with that type of person. Wouldn't yeah. that, like, spark something in you to be like, oh my gosh, red maybe. flag, <laughs> red flag, like, no red flags, none, none. It's like she puts a spell on. She must. She must like slip something into someone's drink and they magically fall in love with her and they don't see past it. The Serena (laughs) effect. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So after all of Steven's attempts to kind of get Serena back with him, she tells him, look, Padge and I are together. 
He was my first love. I'm very happy. And so he leaves. During this dinner, Blair is also telling Serena that Dan is a self-promoting hipster weasel. And Stephen is telling Serena, hey, Dan is no good for you. But Serena begs to differ until Padge's serial about Serena is released. And it's pretty awful. And I will read it in trivia. Because I guess he was so upset about the Camden thing that he is like, well, I don't really know. I don't really know her or you know, she didn't consider my feelings, so therefore I'm going to release this. And because Georgina says something to him, too. So, okay, let me ask you about this. Did you Do you think the whole time he was still debating which version he was going to release? And then he sees this situation and he's like, no, F this. I'm going to release the other, the negative one. Right, because why would you even have two copies if you were like, like certain on what you were going to release? I feel like he was teetering the whole time, which leads mm-hmm. me to believe that none of it is genuine. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. None of it is genuine. Well, as Dan says, it's all his truth. This is the truth. Right. He could take his truth and shove it. Honestly. Shove it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shove it up where the sun don't shine. <laughs> that's right. So Serena gets word that this is released and Dan follows her into her bedroom and she's reading it out loud and obviously devastated. And she's like, I'm sorry. Is it just me? Like, did we not decide we loved each other? We were it. You were going to, you know, we were going to be together. How could you have wrote such awful things about someone that you love? I understand if this was last spring and we weren't, you know, we weren't in a good place and you wrote this. But this is very recent and you just, you know, released it to the public. And he admits that he has, like, basically set up all of this, like, rekindling romance awful and she was like you've got to be kidding me so he, doesn't sorry yeah. i don't mean to interrupt you but no, doesn't that make you think the whole time he was going to release the negative one yes it made it seem like from day one of him trying to pursue serena going up to her and saying let's have some burgers and fries and pie that you were like hmm you know wheels are turning let me start something here what a and dick. then he paid Vanya to stop the elevator so he could tell her right. how he feels. And he claims, hey, I didn't, I don't take back anything I said. I, what I meant, I meant every word of it. But it's like, well, what's the difference if you said that? You still wrote all these terrible things about me and you don't even care. Right. You don't even care because it's the truth. Okay. But if you loved me, you wouldn't write that. <laughs> right. I can't even, I can't wrap my brain around it. I'm so confused. So she kicks him out, and on top of all that, as we said, Nate punches Dan in the face for everyone as a present to all of his friends and family because Dan deserves it. And then later, Dan is back in Brooklyn, and he's with Rufus, and Rufus is like, guess you released that Serena serial. Uh, Not really how I would have done it, but... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I loved it. Rufus said that he spoke... Because Dan says, well, I just was telling the truth. I did what I had to do. And he's like, you were telling your truth, your version of the truth. Everybody has a version and a way of delivering it. And that definitely wouldn't have been my choice. And so then Dan says to Rufus, well, I have a plan and I've had a plan this whole time and it's working. Like, what does that even mean? What is it is that they all hated you? They all want to hate you? And I that's know. What your plan was like what a sad, defensive 
thing to say, in my opinion. Just what? Right. And I like the fact. And I like the fact that Rufus said along the lines of like, "Congratulations, you pretty much became a Bart Bass." Like he's he's like great. He's just as bad as Chuck. Just just as bad, if not worse worse at this point. Worse than Chuck. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I think he's worse than Chuck. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, at this point, because he's just ruthless and doesn't even care at all, and at least now what we're what we're seeing from Chuck, he does have a conscience. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And he has grown and learned, and Padge has just like become a monster. Oh yeah. Absolutely. A monster. And then Serena later on calls Steven, but he lets it go to voicemail <laughs> and they're reading Dan's chapter about her, you know, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I was not why am I surprised? I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't. I wasn't either, Liz. I'm the same as you. But I'm like, why am I surprised by this? But this is this just makes total sense. Of course you would do this. Of course you would go and call. Right. What is the last straw for her? What is going to make her realize I do not deserve to be treated so poorly about from all these men? Right. And I just I could not believe she picked up the phone to call him. Regardless if she was trying, not trying to get back with him or whatever. It's just like you should have had closure on that moment because you said to him, I'm in love with Padge. Padge is in love with me. We're cool. And Steven was like, all right, whatever. And he's pissed. He at least has the decency, his self-decency to not answer her call. Yeah. Right. At least he has that going for him. And then later after that, we have Bart seeking out Dan. He was impressed by the article and says, just call me if you ever need anything. Mm. So do you think that will come up again? I do. I'm not sure with what, but maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah, releasing some things because Patch doesn't give a shit at this point. He'll take down anyone. No, No, and he's now ending his, he's finishing his final chapter. Right. As we speak. Right. As we speak. As we speak. (laughs) In 2012. Okay, so on to Blair, who is trying to help her friends, all while sabotaging Serena's relationship yet again. Not a cute look, Blair. No, it's not. As much as she's adorable and I loved what she said about him, she would have done this if it was any boyfriend of hers. And I just, I don't like that. I'm so over this childish stuff. I like her scheming with Chuck. Like, let's continue that. It's just the meddling with Serena. Come on. Right. (sighs) Just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. So she was going to spend Thanksgiving in Paris, but obviously, as we said, she decides to use her powers for good and help Serena realize that Dan is not the one for her. So she calls Sage to tell her she'll help her get back with Nate if she helps Serena and Steven get back on. And while this sort of works for her, she also has some Chuck duties to take care of. So Chuck is going through it as you he as he would since Lily destroyed Bart's evidence and Nate has also betrayed him. So he has really no will to do anything but drink and sleep. And Nate even tries to apologize to Chuck. Chuck won't hear of it. And later Nate runs in there to tell Chuck that Bruce Kaplan is dead. He accidentally fell off a Bass Enterprises yacht a few days after the boys talked to him. So obviously it's very suspicious. Yeah. 
Chuck, Chuck is still like uh, still uninterested about it. He feels like he really can't do anything because, you know, Bart would definitely not have any proof of this. And so Blair and Nate make it a mission to figure out how to peg these two murder or deaths together. So Blair tries to get Chuck to go to Thanksgiving dinner because she figures, hey, your parents are not going to be there. And maybe we can all discuss how we're going to take down Bart. And Chuck is only convinced to go to dinner by a Pocahontas Blair. This was not good. This This was was not good. mm, The cultural appropriation is rearing its ugly head. Come on, 2012. Like, be better, 2012. Right. I hated. mm. Mm. (laughs) It was cringe. Yeah, it was. Super, super cringe. Yeah. Um, And so Blair dresses up in her little costume. And, of course, Chuck is like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll go. They go to dinner, and of course, Lily and Bart are there because the flight was canceled due to a tropical storm. And so Lily approaches Chuck, says, hey, are you here to apologize? And Chuck says, absolutely not. And he tries to leave, but Blair stops him because they felt their their only plan at this point now is just, just to try and convince Lily that Bart is up to something, which it's been like this the whole time, but like this is like their full plan this is what we're going to do. And so then, yeah, Blair gets in touch with Jack, who gets some passwords. Yeah, <laughs> access to it. Access to passwords uh, for Bart's accounts. And so Chuck and Nate head upstairs to research. And then Blair is scheming downstairs, telling Lily that Bruce Kaplan had passed away, which Lily had no idea. And Lily had a close relationship with this guy, too. And so she's so taken aback. She feels terrible for the family. And Blair puts it out there that this is has to do with Bass Enterprises. This is something shady happening here. So she excuses herself. Lily goes to Bart. She's pissed because she says, you swore to me that nobody got hurt. And Bart says, well, I didn't do the hurting. Like, I didn't do it. And he grabs her hard. Yes. Yeah. This is really bad. And, and her like, saying, like, me. you're hurting me now. Oh, my God. You're hurting me. Yeah. And so, like, light bulb clicked finally for Lily. And the boys are, as they're getting the passwords, uh, as they're getting their information, Chuck comes downstairs and kind of uses that towards Bart, which then obviously makes Lily question everything. And then Lily, it looks like she's going to apologize, but she doesn't only because Bart is there and hearing everything she's saying. And so she does call Chuck later on to tell her that she's telling him, telling Bart she's going to the spa when reality she's getting the hell out of town because she's frightened for her life and that Chuck should be frightened for his life too and that they're on each other's side and she's going to help him with whatever she possibly can. She still remembers what she saw on the microfilm because she used Cece's little like glass. So cute. I liked that. Yeah. And so uh, the two are going to work together and also Chuck and Blair are finally going to team up and go to war with with. yeah like will you go go to to war war with me yeah right did we do this already but okay (laughs) yeah but whatever everybody's on the same page i guess now i'm glad the lily and charles thing finally happened i knew this was coming it was just like a matter of time yeah we knew lily would finally understand like yeah what's going on here bart is never to be trusted and the fact that she has let it go on for this long is actually 
it's surprising to me. Yeah. But then again, I guess for the story, we had to do that. But in normal circumstances, Lily would have been all over that shit. She never would have let this go for that long. Maybe she was tired for like a couple of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't She's do this again. Are we yeah. kidding? God, I have to scheme. I'm so yeah. sick of this. Yeah. Uh, and to tie everything together, we have Nate for just a few seconds. He's getting back together with Sage. Come on, bruh. This was so as much as I liked Nate being a friend and punching Padge, I could not stand the sage of it all with him. Same. It's gross. It's icky. It's, it's still so icky. icky. It's so bad. Yeah. And then she's making these comments and she's trying to like get get with him while Chuck is in the room. Ew. And Chuck's like, oh, this is the type of girl that you're dating, Nate. I like it. It just was not. And he's like, it's fine. I'll watch. It's it so was really gross. And all she wants, she's like, give me five minutes. That's all I want or whatever. And he's trying to do something. I'm like, you're so immature. You need to go. You need to go. Is she on the island? Please tell me. Are we done with her? No. I know. Gosh. Okay. I think I, maybe we... last. I think maybe next episode is her final appearance. If I had okay. to put money on it, I'd say so. Um, But he does tell Sage later on that he did fudge the numbers at the spectator and Bart is blackmailing him. And Sage says, oh, well, I'll be there for you. I'm like, what are you going to do for him? But okay. And then Bart calls Nate later that evening, tells him to be at his office in the morning or he's going to call the feds. Yeah. And so Nate agrees. Right. And uh, that is my summary. It was, you know. It was another another season six episode where I didn't didn't care for, didn't really get excited about anything going on. But we're here and I'm excited to talk to Will. He's Me gonna too. come on for our uh part two of the episode. So just stick around and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back from your break. We are now joined by patron Will. Will, we're so excited to have you. Hey, ladies, I'm really glad to be back. (laughs) So, Will, you were actually on for towards the end of season five. Yeah. Um, How the mighty have fallen, in my opinion, but (laughs) is that your opinion? What do you feel about season six in comparison, at least to season five when you were last on the show? Yeah, I just feel like we're on a hamster wheel is really what this season is. It's not necessarily a total departure from all the other Gossip Girl seasons, but I think they just kind of ran out of things that they thought were interesting and they maybe needed to just push out another season. Um, That's my hypothesis. And so they're like, let's recycle the best storylines, but everyone's already kind of tired of them. So we're just going to do it anyways, because we know that's what we're good at. And it just didn't catch my interest. I guess. It didn't, yeah. It that's didn't ex- work. Yeah. That's exactly, specifically with this episode. And I said it to list at the top of the show. I felt that it was just tired and mm-hmm. I felt like you could even tell with the acting and I'm not even putting down the actors. I don't know. I could just imagine them getting the script and being like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And not there was great. a couple of shots, like when they went to, um, 
Bart and Lily before Lily said she's going to peace out towards the, towards the end of the episode. Um, it literally felt like I was in my like uh, credit union job break room, turning on a soap opera just to pass 30 minutes on my lunch. Like <laughs> yep, that's totally. what the scene felt like. And it doesn't, I don't think gospel girl felt like that in the first five seasons. There were some uh, scenes here or there that were like that. I mean, it's basically a soap opera, but it felt more like a, a real drama that had some teeth and season six has gone into total like, like break room soap opera. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Agreed. Absolutely. So you were on the pear train, but are you, I hear through the grapevine, you're a Sag chooser. I'm a, I'm a Sag truther. <laughs> uh, I'm the Sag union rep for this episode. <laughs> um, I still think even at the end of this episode, you can see the pain in Padge's eyes that, that uh, Georgina released the st- that story. And he kind of, I think he kind of made peace with it saying that that's his truth. And, but I think they were both his truths. Like it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like Dan has these kind of, um, yeah, this, this one feeling of Serena where she's like, she's his princess and this other feeling of Serena where she's the embodiment of everyone who, you know, didn't let him in. And so he fights with that. It's like a daily struggle which if you can evoke, if like one person evokes that much emotion in thinking out of you, I think that that's true love. That's a very good way of putting it. I just, uh, okay. Him setting up everything in this episode, like on purpose, Mm. just to, as it came off as a, like to just be a dick and take her down. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will, I will uh, show you exhibit A, B, and C, like Blair and Serena season one and two. Those yeah. were the, those are can't top awful. I think Dan's just joining the party. Yeah. But like the whole Yale stuff with Blair and Serena, I would yeah. put that up as maybe the shittiest. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. I did have a reaction to it. I was like, God damn it, Dan. What are you doing? <laughs> but then I think back to all the stuff that all the other characters have done. I was like, eh, it's kind of mid-tier. Yeah. And even Dan says to Serena in his big speech to her, like, you guys are awful to each other and you call yourselves friends and family and you sit down, you have a meal together. And I'm like, well, that part's not wrong. Like, everyone has done something to every single person sitting there at that table. And yet they call themselves f- friends and family at the end of the day. So I was like, okay, that's a valid point. But you're also, he's also doing the same. Like, he's just a part of that, too. He's not even a part of it. He's trying so hard to be and yet prove a point. Mm -hmm. Like, all of them, what they do to each other is not right. But for some reason, it's not as triggering as Padge now becoming a monster. I think it's because he's a writer. Like, he kind of paints himself like, because I'm a writer, I have more like value or virtue than all of you, like all of you kind of, you know, monsters that are sitting at the same table, yelling at each other, but calling each other family. Like, I think he thinks he's on a higher plane or something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did you think about his like final words to Rufus though? Like I have a plan and it's, it's already working. Like, what do you think he meant by that? I've seen this whole series and I, 
can't remember his plan. <laughs> okay. I can't, I can't remember like what his real plan was or what he's trying to accomplish. So I'm actually was surprised. I was like, Oh wow. I forgot he had a plan. Um, but anytime he talks to Rufus, like I think like Rufus is just a weather beaten man. And so honestly, whatever Sag says to him, or uh, whatever Padge says to him, it's kind of true. Like he's let a lot of, he let all his values go. And then he tries to still be, you know, moralistic. And then, you know, his, his whole thing with Lily. And I think him and Lily, honestly, um, are a little bit more tragic and it's a more one-sided relationship than Dan and Serena. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Dan does have a plan. And I honestly think that Dan's assessment of Rufus in terms of him and Lily is actually way more accurate than Rufus would ever admit to himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about the chair, the chair of it all? How are you feeling about them this season? I could care less. Like, (laughs) it's it's a whole season. It's it's not just like, will they, won't they, where they take breaks, like a couple episode breaks where they can just do cool stuff together. Um, I I guess this episode was was like that, maybe. So this was the first episode that was kind of like, they're just doing stuff together and they don't have to have a big conversation about will they, won't they. They're just working together. But all the other seven episodes before this, and I'm guessing the next two episodes after this, because it's going to be, you know, the penultimate and then the finale um, are just going to be this long. Well, they won't they. And it's like, honestly, we know that they will because Blair's not going back to Dan because right. that ship has sailed. They're not going to somehow spark that relationship in two episodes. And where else is there to go? It's like, we already know the ending. So it's very tired. At this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play a little fun clip. I had asked an assignment and Mike delivered. So here we go for the Sag team. I have not listened to it. So this is going to be fresh for everyone. So I'm excited. Okay. Hey, listen, Michelle. So here is my thesis defense on why you should be pro Sag. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, just like Sager. Cue Michelle throwing up in a bucket already at the start of this voice note. But, um, when talking about Sag, we have to keep in mind that they are only 21 in this currently in season six. And that's a big thing because age does play a factor. They are still children and like they do act like children. And I think it really comes down to their insecurities, which is comes with their age being so young. Uh, and I think that's why they kind of are annoying to some people because they're insecure and they kind of screw up the relationships they have. But they always come back to each other at the end because they are meant to be together. Like they can date other people in the middle, but or in between, but they always come back to each other. And that's because they belong with each other. And the reason why it's the back and forth is once again, because of their age and their insecurities. So Padge is super insecure because he is Brooklyn boy. He's the outsider. So he thinks that he's not good enough for Serena or to date someone, uh, like Serena with her status and he does have her on this pedestal other guys do as well and I feel like he doesn't live up to that and that's why he does things to screw up their relationship but he does generally like her but he just is very insecure with himself because he's young and it's nice that he dates other people because then it makes him more mature and he finds um it can uh show some growth and 
know what he wants, which is Serena. And then Serena, her insecurities stem from because she is known as the it girl, the girl who gets everything and guys always like her. She feels insecure because there's this guy, Padge, who likes her not because of who she is, or sorry, not because of her name or status or because she's the it girl or her looks, but generally likes her for who she, like the inside of the, who she is inside. And she feels insecure because she now doesn't feel that she's good enough for someone like Padge because she thinks that she's the, um, what she portrays to everyone is this ditzy rich girl who can get any guy, but she feels very vulnerable to Padge because he sees her for who she is and she's kind of not, she doesn't really know how to act with that. So that's why she kind of does things to screw up the relationship, but she does really care for Padge. She's just, I think afraid of, um, she's afraid of losing, of finally having him and losing him for good that she kind of uses that fear to just screw things up so it doesn't get too close, but kind of cuts it off before, um, before she can be even more vulnerable. But at the end of the day, they always come back together because they are meant for each other. And we have to think about, you know, as they'll grow up and get older, they'll be They'll become more mature and put all this childish behavior behind and start less be less insecure about themselves, and then they'll be able to grow together. But until they need to just put back those insecurities, they need to just kind of shed back those insecurities so then that their relationship can work. And uh, I think they have the foundation for it to work. It's just they just need to grow up, and once they do, their relationship would be a lot stronger and probably wouldn't end. Uh, so that's my thoughts, and I'm ending it there. Hope you enjoy. Let me know your thoughts on my thoughts. Okay, bye. <laughs> thoughts on thoughts on thoughts. Let me know on your thoughts fun. on my thoughts. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, Will, as the union rep, <clears throat> how do you feel about this? Yeah, what, I do you, know. what do we think? Yeah, that's a lot to chew on, Mike. Um, but I think yeah. I kind of got the essence of what he was trying to say. Uh, hopefully, I don't you know misinterpret this, but I feel like if you were to let's just say like you make like an HBO series about two characters that are exactly like Dan and Serena, but they're 32 years old. And it's like a funny rom-com where they both seem like complete opposites, but they find each other. I think that we would praise the type of growth over like something like that. If it didn't have all this like drama surrounding it and all this like gossip girl mystique surrounding it. Whereas like with, um chair it's kind of like a wily coyote or like a tom and jerry cartoon like they both go at each other so much but everyone can see that they need each other but it's just so like annoying how they pop in and out and it, they like profess like total you know everything i can't live without you da, 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 da. but then they always scheme and like really really hurt each other it seems like what mike's saying is that dan and Sria don't hurt each other because they actually are like pessimistic towards each other but they actually hurt each other because they're so confused and that's maybe more relatable than something like uh Blair and Chuck so that's how I see it yeah I think I am more chair than Sag mm. <laughs> and it can't believe I'm saying that yeah here even we are like even though Mike beautifully said it and how yeah. they are children and they're 21 and you know they 
they have to come back to each other and they have to learn they have to grow and like you guys know I was on the pear train and I felt like he did grow in that and then I feel like he got a taste of liking having the power and now he's still trying to like utilize that in his new relationship but it's like that doesn't really work because it's always going to be Serena that's going to have the power and they both like I guess sabotage they like self-sabotage it because they're afraid that they're going to lose it because they're afraid because they're so insecure about the other person not like for seeing them for who they really are yeah it's poetic in a way but I just with with all of that formulated, I still don't feel this pull passion in my opinion. <laughs> I agree with that. I also, with everything that being said, I think Padge's core is actually rotten. Yeah, he is not a nice person. I don't think, um, and I'm not, and I think it teeters maybe on the insecurity, but also I think, I think he might be not a great person. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I think he's just maybe he's like the embodiment of like if Rufus had a do-over just the angst that Rufus would feel. like I yeah. think Padge is like he's at the moment where like if you can imagine Rufus right after Lily broke up with him for uh, William Vanderwoodson and just like mm-hmm. Rufus is on a tour bus in Ohio and he hates singing his songs and Lily mm-hmm. just left that's like the angst that Dan is feeling right now but like about his whole life. Yeah. Not just this Lily part. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. Well, you also know what happens. I mean, I think I'm I do. also, I do know what happens. you do, you, you know, the ending, we are so close. So I guess my thoughts and feelings can change. Mm. Right. They might not though. I, I don't know if, uh, same. If Padge's core will be less Redeemed. rotten. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, so I was going to save this portion for questions, but Vic, since you and Will, uh, since she and yourself were talking, I guess, off mic about the Sag relationship, and she was like, oh, I didn't realize that Will was was a Sag lover, and so she had sent me some questions in regards to the argument, the breakup, I guess you should say, in this episode. And I want to hear what Will has to say about it because they're directed towards Will. (laughs) So she says, when Serena walked away and Padge followed her, why didn't he defend himself? Why didn't he bring up Georgina and say that he wrote two articles, one in the past and one now, and Georgina somehow found a way to release the old? I think... Did I like misinterpret what happened in this episode? I did too, Liz, because now this is the second time Will said it earlier and Vic. I thought he submitted the negative one because he saw her talking to Steven. Right. Is that not what happened? I thought that he, how I read it was, and again, this is confusing writing, I think more than us misinterpreting it, Mm -hmm. but I was on the side of, he was talking to, was it Georgina? And, you know, he was saying that there was something in his eyes and his face, not more than his words, but something in his eyes and his face that made it seem like he was saying that none of this serialized, none of this anything means anything without Serena. Yes. And so 
I thought he was going to submit the positive one because he realized that he wanted Serena more than like to put the kind of like pithy scathing story out there. Cause he could put another story out there as a serial and it'd be okay. So I thought that that was where he was going. So in originally then he was, he was planning on putting the bad one. Yeah. So, so this whole time he was planning on releasing the bad one has a talk with Georgina and says, no, actually I can't do any of this without Serena. I need her calls but, the editor and says, I need the positive one to go out. But Georgina had already. That's what I think. It, happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either okay. way, it's either way shitty. he's shit. Either <laughs> way he's shit. I was just gonna say, I'm like, well, it still doesn't change my mind about it, but I'm glad that that was clarified because well, but, I was confused. You know, I think he's it's more true to him, uh, not trying to backtrack and say he was gonna submit a positive one. Like he was very true about his intentions and his thought process behind submitting the bad one. Um, and he didn't say, oh, well, I had this good one. I mean, he just said, right. this is you and this is me. And honestly, again, in a twisted way, I think that truth actually might bring them closer together because Serena often doesn't have people who tell the truth to her. Um, she hates liars. Um, and, and I think that Sag is one of the only people who consists, even though everyone schemes and lies to each other, that's the whole premise of the show. But when we get to the big moments, I think Sag is the one that tells her the truth um, a more objective truth that the audience can see, like seeing all the different scenes than all any other character says to Serena. Definitely not Blair. Blair lies to Serena about Serena, mm-hmm. like more than anybody on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that if, if anyone like glamorizes or glorifies the Serena Blair relationship, like that has only half the truth of what the Dan Serena relationship has. So those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very nice. All right. Let's go into some trivia. The episode title is based off the movie. It's complicated. Mm. Bart's computer password is Park Ave 740. <laughs> All right. So let's hear what Dan wrote about Serena. The Golden Girls Fall from Grace. Mm. A faux love story is what it's called. Um, everyone's read about Serena Vanderwoodson in the tabloids and fashion magazines, and she sounds like the girl who has everything, but that's not the truth. The truth is much sadder. It's emptier because the truth is Serena is nothing. She's a golden shell. Give her love and she'll do anything you want. Well, with daddy issues like these, it's not hard to push the right buttons. And once you do, the most powerful girl on the Upper East Side has no power at all. She lets her worth be determined by what she wears or how many people are talking about her. She decides that messed up world she lives in is the world that she wants. And who can blame her once you consider how she grew up? What does a kid want more than anything in the world? Not a chateau in the Swiss Alps or a private jet chartered for vacations in Tahiti. A kid wants structure and stability and those two words that never describe Serena's childhood. So she learned to embrace the chaos and her name because synonyms with drama and trouble. It's so it's the truth. It, it is was he wrong? <laughs> He's not no, wrong. it's just the way he went about it. It's the I I think what's wrong pattern. about I think what's wrong about Sag is that the best writers can be like self-effacing or they can be um 
you know, look in the mirror and critique themselves. And I don't know if Sag has really done that. Like, is the final serial going to be about him or, cause if it's not, then he's like, just totally like an asshole going for everybody in his life to make them miserable. But if he is trying to create, if it's like, and again, I can't remember, but if his like big plan is to complete the picture by also putting himself, you know, on the, um, under the microscope, then I could see that being more redeemable Mm. than him just going after everyone. Cause that's just like a scathing attack. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing something of that nature. That's where we're going. That's what I'm hoping for. There was a goof around 10 minutes. An extra or other person opens a shop door onto the street in the immediate background and partially steps out into the footpath momentarily. Then they are no- Then they notice the camera shot is in progress. They seem to be told by someone behind the off screen and try to pull the shop door closed again while backing up and trying not to let the door swing back and then stayed there until the end of the scene. I did not see any of this. <laughs> no. No, I don't even know when it said this is around 10 minutes. I don't know. Okay. I guess that's why they decided to keep it. They're like, no one's going to notice this. Yeah. We had some music by The Hundred in the Hands, Wolf Rider, Mechanical River, and Cat Power. All right. So to go back to some questions, I'll go to Vix first. She says, What is your favorite thing to serve on Thanksgiving? Hers is cheesy potatoes. Mm. I love the carb. Give me all that potato. Yeah. Will? Yeah, I like mashed potatoes with gravy. Very simple. But uh, I don't think I've ever had a bad mashed potatoes and gravy on Thanksgiving ever. And I've had I've had like a dry turkey or a weird too sweet cranberry sauce, et cetera, et cetera. I've never had a bad mashed potatoes. Love the mashed potatoes. I'm not like a huge sweet potato person. Mm. So I yeah. don't like those like sweet potato, sweet, very sweet potato. <laughs> Casserole. Like the marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I actually love canned uh cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. I like I'll dig the it. gelled roll. Yeah. I oh, can, yeah. I can get down with it. I like it. That's my favorite. I like a fresh one too though. I like all like the tart stuff. Yeah. Same. Because everything's so sweet and so heavy that you kind of want to break it up with that. Yeah. And I also really I know it's like nobody likes it, but the green bean casserole. I actually delicious. I love that. (laughs) It's so gross when you think about what's in it, but I really enjoy it. So good. I don't have stuffing. I don't have casserole. I don't have stuffing either. I don't like stuffing at all. My mom makes a a vegan gluten-free stuffing. It's delicious. It's very good. I just don't like love the flavors of Thanksgiving. And I know that's like really terrible to say. No, it's your opinion. I don't, I don't love like sage and thyme and like everything that's in stuffing. Mm -hmm. Not my jam. Not my jam. Yeah. And it's like, Uh, it's breading, but it's not like the bread you're used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's stale bread. Yeah. Um, Vic says, if Chuck feels betrayed by Nate, why didn't he kick him out of the empire? And honestly, Jen, in her email, she made a good comment stating that, He's not being so erratic now that he's sad and he's not seeking revenge. So he's just kind of just a sad person and like acknowledges that Nate betrayed him, but also like he doesn't need to do anything about it because he's just sad. <laughs> and now yeah. he's more now he's more concerned with the presence of monkey. He's like, Yeah, 
He was pawing at my door. Why didn't you let him in? <laughs> I wanted monkey. Yeah, all his therapy dog. Yeah. 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 Um, how do we think Sage could help Nate get away from Bart? I don't really think she has anything to do with Bart. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Shed Sage. some light on Sage, Will, because yeah. she, what, I'm what, what not a fan. What are we going to call them? Nage? No, let's not call them anything. No, it's awful. <laughs> don't deserve. Not I feel like Sage, Sage has to graduate high school for there to be any name. Um, yes. You know, I... And again, this is from the guy who loves the Dan Mascar relationship, so uh, that's the pot calling the kettle black. But uh, uh-huh. I think um, there's something about Dan that, like, he was he he was brought up to be so mature and they were just about to graduate and then so it's like a different feeling around sage who just like you you like plop in a high schooler with no two seasons of development and mm. she seems like a high schooler um whereas opposed to like when serena was having her like relationships with older men and she was like 18 or 19 it didn't seem weird because we had been with serena for so long it seemed like she grew up past being like a child yeah and so the sage thing's very weird because you just plopped her in and like this feels like a kid. And so yeah. I don't like the energy around that at all. I don't like no. that. Very weird for me. Yeah. And we've always said since day one, all of these kids have never acted like kids. Yeah. You know, they're very grown up for their age, even though at, they were at the time 16 years old. So she does really. And I guess I kudos to the actress that she's so the way she portrays sage is such just almost like and just annoying (laughs) no she does a good job pest she's just not necessary and like you know has nothing to do with that it's just the character itself was just not interesting to me kind of reminds me of muffy from that season two yale episode or like i mean muffy was like 14 so yeah muffy at like 17 or six i don't even know how old sage is she's 18 or 17 i don't even know well, they don't really tell you, probably on purpose, yeah. because, yeah. you know, it would be yeah. <laughs> illegal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you ever think there will come a day where we would hate Padge more than Chuck? And Michelle and I, when we were recapping the episode, Michelle says, I hate to say it, but I think Padge is worse than Chuck. Yeah, right that's now, how I currently feel. That's my current feelings. I will respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> okay. Just just a current feeling. Current. Overall, current. well, I guess when we get down to it, maybe I should save it for after dark. Because then yeah. I'll, maybe I'll have some el- something else to say. <laughs> I think I'm just kind of numb to Chuck right now. Like, Chuck is Chuck. I don't see any, like, we, like we, we, we've already seen Giuseppe Chuck. We've already seen Monkey Chuck. Like, I know that it's in there, but he's so wrapped up in his dad's stuff that I'm like, this is season one. You're wrapped up in your dad's stuff. Season six, you're wrapped up in your dad's stuff. Like you're never going to receive absolution or salvation from the history you have with your father. Yet, even though you've seen all this character growth, you still can't fully commit to Blair and you still can't commit to getting over your father. And those two things, it's like, of all the different things that you've improved on since the first episode and the heinous act that will not be named, like, he still hasn't improved that much, honestly. 
So it's but hard agreed. for me to like him. But that's how agree. low the bar is with this yeah. show. It's yeah. like the like nobody is really likable at this point. I I don't I, like you can appreciate like Blair and what she does. I really, I just don't, I've never felt this way about a show, especially in the last season, maybe Breaking Bad. I really didn't like anybody on Breaking Bad and I felt all those characters were not likable and they're not supposed to be I liked Jesse. We don't have to go into that, but (laughs) with a teen drama in this niche, it's really hard to not have a favorite. And maybe that's my personal problem that I have with it. Also, you just watched, you just finished. I mean, in the series of like, like One Tree Hill is nine seasons of craziness you have characters you absolutely love characters you absolutely hate and ocs like pretty much all love and you just came off the oc so this is like your third big show uh because friday night lights is your fourth and it just seems like you're sandwiching gossip girl between two shows where like i love every character and even like i even love buddy and i even love you know like this weird character in the oc like i even love julie so like now it's yes. Gossip Girl where it's like, it just seems like a total uh, energy shift. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It 100% yeah. is. It's like, it's a big, a big shock for us <clears throat> to come in to doing this show. And I remember in the beginning, Ingrid and I were like, oh my God, we cannot wait to watch Gossip Girl. Let's show Michelle all the craziness that is Gossip Girl. And I didn't realize and remember how, well, problematic, first of all, lots of it is. But I was like, wow, this is so completely, completely different than what we're used to watching with our shows. So, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, but I wouldn't take it back for anything because no. it's still it's still great. Honestly, like, it's still great content to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I have a theory about the show. If we look at if we just ended it after like the first let's say three seasons, I think that it would actually like if it ended abruptly like the OC, I think it would have been like more. I don't think we would have felt this way because it seemed like it captured like a cultural moment, yeah. like it was created at the right time at the right place with the right person, well the right two people, um, uh, Savage and Schwartz, um, and it seems like it was meant for that time, like 07, 08, 09, 010. And then like 2011 or 2010 hit and the culture shifted away from like us appreciating something like Gossip Girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like the last vestige of like that perfect first couple seasons of that teen drama in the One Tree Hill OC, you know, vibe. And I think it just should have ended earlier. Is my hypothesis. I agree with that because what we're doing now, we don't need. Yeah. Yeah. I think we would have been happy if we ended it like season four. Because I love four. My favorite. Yeah. Mine too. My favorite was four. So fun. Yeah. Four is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Michelle, if you think Bart is going to die, what is the circumstance? She thinks it will be to have to do with Lily having to choose between Bart and Chuck in a dangerous situation. Wow. Yeah, what uh, do you think? I don't think it's going to be that dramatic. Actually, I think maybe he'll just... I actually think it'll be a car crash. <laughs> and it won't be very... It'll just 
something will happen in that. But I do think Bart will die. Okay, so a car crash. When do you think? Nine or ten? Actually, maybe ten. I'm thinking ten is just going to be at this point because next week's the penultimate, which is nuts. Nuts. So we'll have like the reveal of who Gossip Girl is. We'll have the death of Bart. We'll finally have a chair wedding and then we'll have fast forward into what everybody's doing. That's my for 10. I don't know what we're doing next week. I guess we're, oh, and also William is going to come out and be like, <laughs> Jivey, I've been kidding you this entire time and I'm working with Lily. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> we know how much Will loves Will. I hate him. He's, yeah. he's maybe him and Derek from One Tree Hill and Johnny from the OC are my three Oh my god, Johnny, you put Johnny in that category. Oh, he's such a sad sack. He's like Rufus as a 17-year-old. Yeah. I can understand like William and Derek, but then you have Johnny. He's so pathetic. There are a lot of Johnny haters in the world. No, I know that. And I'm not trying to be on the defending Johnny train. It's just like you have William and Psycho Derek, and then it's like Johnny. Like, does Johnny even deserve to be with those two? Because he's so pathetic, you know? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Johnny. But we'll have to we have to deal with the aftermath of Chivy William. So maybe next week. That. Next week we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see what else do I have. Jen says, I love Georgina, but I don't actually think the Upper East Side group fears Padge, as she says. Do you think his articles are making Padge one of them and an equal to be feared or just pathetic for having no other topic to write about other than them? Pathetic. I so he's not may- on the same level as them. What Will's saying, he's he thinks he's better than them. Yeah, but he comes off to me and I think a lot of us as pathetic. Mm. Like it's not good. Also unrelated but how how come nobody cared that georgina was at thanksgiving she has her own family <laughs> that's so true nobody even blo- no like, one even bad an eye well it wouldn't be a gossip girl thanksgiving without georgina no it's so said. true but no. no one even i think she's been in every single episode this season this season that's you great. know what the craziest craziest subplot of season six is that i i mean i don't know I'm not on the message boards uh, that are probably dead. Uh, the forums. By like 10 years. Yeah. But I don't know if anyone talked about um, throughout the whole season, Georgina has a legit unabashed like, and she'll say this two characters in the show. Like, like she's infatuated with Dan. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's obviously like working with his writing, but multiple times she tries to hit on him. She's like, always makes some like kind of like witty comment about wanting to sleep with him or Ooh, I mm-hmm. like that or something mm-hmm. like that. And she never like backs off of it or jokes about it. Like she, that's like a consistent through line throughout season six. So, you know, I'm not sure if I, mean, I, I, I think I just say this now, like they should have had some type of Dan Georgina, like real, like, well, they won't, they maybe that would have been mm-hmm. more interesting than what they're doing now. I don't know. Yes. I, agree. I would have loved that. I mean, you know, he was Milo's dad for a hot second. So yeah, <laughs> right. They did actually sleep together. Also, can we talk about how Milo is literally the perfect name for a Dan baby? Like, yes. it's so pretentious and so like 
Brooklyn. I mean, not, Milo isn't of itself. Like, if you have a kid named Milo, I'm not trying to like down you. But like, I love that name. In yeah. the spectrum of all names, like it's a cool name, but it very, very much fits Dan. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Um. So, Jen asks basically, do you have any different predictions about what happens to the core characters now that you've seen most of the show? No. No, okay. No other options. That's cool. Uh, Lisa, do you think Sag is finally over? Yes. No one else can answer because everybody else knows. So, <laughs> exactly. I think yes, and maybe there'll be an explanation. Maybe I don't know. We have to see if if Padge his final chapter is himself and maybe he can we can have some reflection and perspective you'd be okay with that i don't well well, well, i don't know if i'll be okay with it but and maybe if he him and serena have a conversation because serena forgives so easily and she'll probably forget by then and maybe she'll have another guy we might introduce another guy that she's in love with next week we don't know it could happen so true it could happen it could happen and again, you're saying something that Dan said in his in his serial because he knows her. Right. He knows her. Right. Well, I mean, I yeah. Yeah. I'm not denying that he doesn't love her and she doesn't love him. I just I am not a Sag fan. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, well, Lisa says are William and Trivy gone. I can confirm they are not on the island. And what will Bart try to get Nate to do? Do you think Bart suspects Lily? Yes, I do. I think he definitely, Bart is, he's like one step ahead. So I think he definitely suspects Lily. I don't know what he's going to use Nate for. Whatever he needs him to do, because he could just threaten him. Right. Bart's just like a one-man island. Like he's, there's nobody on his team, even though they're on their team. Like he's a user and abuser and he just doesn't. He's a cold, lonely man who's going to die by himself. Exactly. So it doesn't matter who's on his team right now. We just know that, you know. Yeah. And again, I don't. I can't remember if he dies or not. So that's not me hinting at something. Um, but yeah, he's just like he's the most unlikable character in this uh, series, I think. Yeah. But he's the good yang to all the other people's like yang though. Yeah. Because he does bring out this side in Chuck that really, like, only Blair fires him up as much as his dad does. So True. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so let's go into some fashion. I did not have headbands this week. Yeah, I didn't, ha- didn't, I didn't have any headbands, no. Did you like uh, Blair's pantsuit? I did. I She wore it the whole time, and I was the like, whole well, time. we're going to fly in that? <laughs> Stiff. <laughs> Uh, I'm an unabashed Leighton Easter Blair Waldorf fan, so I'll just say yes to anything that says, "Do you like that outfit?" Yes, yes. yes. I thought she I, looked really cute in it. It wasn't like my favorite combination, that gray, but I liked the idea of the outfit. I liked her brooch. She had that, which makes me. I definitely need to get one mm. this winter for my coat. I loved her floral jacket too. Yes, yes, that was really um, pretty. I also really liked Georgina's sunglasses. She had oversized. They were huge. They were so good. They were yeah. huge. 
And I I did like Serena's Thanksgiving dress. Yeah. Yeah, she looked pretty. Yeah. What are what's some favorite quotes? Well, you can go first. Oh, Cappies go last. I have to think of Yes. <laughs> I have, have go ahead, go ahead, Michelle. I have she's Serena Vanderwoodson. He's a man. He's probably gonna go back to her anyway. Yep. I also had that. I loved that. Um, four major holidays stand between now and Serena have being a June bride. Measures must be taken. <laughs> okay, this is a this is a quote and a reaction. Sage is like, I don't mind if you watch. And Chuck just has this like smirk. And then Nate just has this like, okay. Oh. It was very like, this is six seasons of them being <laughs> in these like weird sexual situations yeah. where you could see why um, what Cecily Vant, whatever mm-hmm. the writer's, the author's name was, uh, had, I think Chuck was gay in the books, right? Yeah, or bisexual, I or, think. Or like bisexual. Yeah. And he's, I, I, I think maybe the show is show said that like hinted at maybe he's bisexual, but they've mm-hmm. never fully like been out there. And I think, and done it. Cause you, you have that episode where Chuck pretends like he's hitting on a guy, but it's really for some right. sex game with Blair. Yes. I don't think we've come out. I don't think he's buying the show. Yeah. Because Blair does say, Oh, not like, it's not like you've never done it before. Right. To him. Yeah. And we like, I, I like clocked that. So I was like, it would be, it would have been an interesting twist if they did make him bisexual on the show. I would have enjoyed that. I feel like if it was now, obviously they definitely would have done it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Max. Max is Chuck. Oh, Max is Chuck. Yeah. 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 Love Max. Me too. Ooh, I can't Uh, wait to see him again. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, I also had, well, you must be in seventh heaven. (laughs) Yes. That was perfect. Perfect, perfect with Cam- Camden in the house. I loved when Georgina says to Dan, what? No one wants to read your vomit draft. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Yeah. And my final quote, we have, we Humphrey men don't stand a real chance when it comes to Vanderwoods and women. You know what other thought I had that Rufus, and maybe because I have Twilight on the rain, but he would make a great brother to Carlisle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's not blonde, but I guess so. No, but I think he would make a very good vampire. Like, he could be part of the Cullens. This is what I was thinking, trying to make this episode better while I was watching. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Michelle, who was your MVP? My MVP was Nate. Nate. For that punch. What about you, Will? My MVP was Serena. I felt like she was honest to herself the whole episode. Mm-hmm. She didn't pander she was very confused and yeah she did but she told off steven and even though she called him like i don't i think that's just her reacting to sad i don't think that that's like her actually wanting him i think she was just like i'm lonely but i did like how she was for the majority of, of the episode agreed i almost chose serena as well because i felt like she did hold her own and she was excited about thanksgiving and trying to get everyone together um but then when she picked up the phone to call steven i was like no <laughs> no girl uh, but I picked Georgina only like really a default I had I could not think of anyone else besides maybe Serena that would it would have picked but we did get votes for Nate yeah so okay. everyone was on the same oh and Blair and we did get votes for Blair um, shittiest Padge Padge for me too I had Bart only because Padge was honest about he was honest to Serena I had Padge a whole episode of shittiest 
until he was honest with Serena. And I was like, actually, I think that that's love, even though that seems like hate. I think it's love. I'd say Bart. Bart's all hate. Bart's all screaming. He always he sucks. Yeah. And he's so and he's so like his 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 character looks like um his facial expressions look like he like took too many like pills and he's just like <laughs> like he, he's like spaced out. I don't know yeah. what pills are, but he's just spaced out. His reactions yeah. are very like slow and mm. I just yeah. I just, I just don't like him. Yeah. Mm-mm. We had the most votes for Patch. Mm. It was unanimous actually. Um, all right, let's go into a Betty of the Week. You're a total Betty. This week, I have chosen Rihanna, our lucky 13. She was literally our 13th pledge. Not. Yeah, our 13th pledge. She came in on that week and I was like, oh my God, it's the 13th pledge and 13 is her lucky number because it is the day of her birthday. So we are so, we're always so excited to hear from you, Rihanna. We love when we get to chat with you in the Discord or on Topic Tuesday or you were in the group hang last night. So that was fun to get to see you. And we just want to say thank you. We really appreciate your ongoing support and we love you. Thanks, girl. All right, it's time for the title and my three gossip words, Michelle. Are you ready? I'm ready. She's got the pen. Hit me All with right. your best shots. The penultimate season six, episode nine. The title is The Revengers. Very clever. And the three gossip words are three gossip words bait, arrest, Recommendation. You do what you please, Michelle. I'm okay. I'm so looking forward. First thoughts were either Nate and Sage would be used as bait to arrest Bart, or somehow we're going to use a bait to ar- arrest Chivy and William. I think William and and Chivy will be wrapped up next week. I don't think we're going to save them for 10. My goodness, Grace, I hope we don't. And then recommendation. I also don't think we're getting the final serial chapter next week either. I think we're going to get that in 10. Mm. Recommendation. Maybe Sage will do something and give a recommendation because she's going to help, right? She's like, oh, I'll help you, Nate. Right? She said that. Am I imagining that? Yeah, I mean, she did. Probably means nothing. But maybe she will come up with a recommendation on how she can finagle her way and they can finally take down Bart. All right. We'll see next week. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff happens next week. Like a little. I hope so. A little, little bit of stuff. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next week, as I said, we're watching episode nine. This is your last reminder that you have until July 6th if you want to send over your three gossip words for our finale episode. We are live streaming our watch and our podcast over on Patreon. So if that's something that interests you, definitely head over to patreon.com slash Podcast Network. The link is in the show notes as always. But I thought it would be fun if everyone sends some gossip words so that it prepares us for the finale. So we have until July 6th because we record on the 7th. So... 
please do that if that's something that you would like to do. Okay. What is the emoji for the episode? We're going to do a mirror emoji because I like that. Like looking into the glass, you're looking into yourself, Mm. internal struggles there. Who am I really? I love that. So let's do a mirror. And we have a new review. We do have a new review. So Michelle, please read it. Yeah. Let me get that. Okay. Uh, Love, love, love rainbow emoji by cupcake5512. Five stars. I am new to GG and I'm so glad I found this podcast. Liz and Michelle are so entertaining. I love their honest take on the show and the segments are a blast. I have enjoyed this podcast so much that I started Let's Talk OC and I'm watching it for the first time. I will listen to anything these girls podcast about. Thank you so much, Cupcake. Thank you. And watching the OC OC for the first time. (sighs) How wonderful. Right. Please let us know your thoughts on the OC as well. Yes, please. Love it. All right. So if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcast. Uh, helps the show out tremendously. We love when we get to read them live on air. So if you haven't, maybe you want to put a mirror emoji in the Apple Podcast review title. In case, you know, wherever you like to do it. We're right. good. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's time for a Will's treat. Will, <gasps> do you have a treat for us? Oh, my I gosh. have one live on the air. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Me All too. Right, so here so exciting. we go. I think from a Vic suggestion. Um, and again, this, this is with the caveat that I know a lot of these, but I'm not as plugged in as people who are like really plugged in. And there are a lot who are. But I'm doing Gossip Girl characters as Marvel superheroes. Oh, fun. Very with fun. one villain thrown in. Ooh. Yes. And I didn't do just Marvel characters. I did superheroes. Nice. Um, let's start with Blair. I think she's most like Iron Man. Mm. They're both control freaks with lots of accessories who want to rule their worlds with brains over brawn. Mm. Dan. Spider-Man. The everyday <laughs> high school kid. Uh who on a chance encounter changes has his has uh, his world change forever mm-hmm. uh chuck deadpool <laughs> the quintessential tortured character with a good heart and some sly wit yes serena storm nice. are able to transform the environment around them with the wave of a hand love it nate captain america the all-American boy who's missing a uh, dynamic personality. <laughs> yeah. Lily, uh, Scarlet Witch. Their powers of persuasion shift the odds in their favor. Mm-hmm. Rufus, Ant-Man, the smallest man in their world. <laughs> I love it. Bart, Thanos, the only villain on this list. At the snap of their fingers, they change the world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the Storm one, but... Um, and then finally, because honestly, I don't know enough to do everybody that I usually do, but um, Georgina, Black Widow, both have superior spy skills and deep connections to Mother Russia. Yes, <laughs> I love it. So true. So, so good. That was so, so good, cool. Will. Thank, Thank you, Thank you so much for saying those live. We love when we get to read them each week. It's so much fun. And you're so creative. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. I try to be a little creative. Helps my mind keep moving. 
especially since since I graduated, I feel like I'm bored out of my mind. So yeah, very nice to have these things. So thank you for entertaining. Yeah. Are you you. ready to go into After Dark? We're gonna talk spoilers. I cannot wait. We're gonna click into strapping into our seats. Click, 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 click. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. After Dark. (laughs) Yay. Yay. It's so fun now. We got got to do it with Will and Mike. I know. I know. (laughs) All right. So we're in After Dark. Jen says... Question for After Dark. If Michelle hadn't been spoiled on who Gossip Girl is, would she have suspected Padge at this point? I think so. I think now it makes sense, like setting up that it uh, that it is him because he's releasing yeah. and he's become so negative and, well, he's telling his truth. So it, it makes sense for him to be Gossip Girl at this point. What's yeah. a mystery to me is how none of the other characters have put the pieces together I know. at this point i feel like it'd be so like you're writing a serial all of the like um serial heading titles sound like the beginnings of gossip girl blast yeah. what is going on here right it out, you dumb ducks. come on you're releasing secrets and yet no one has even thought about it. do they still care about gossip girl mm. maybe they haven't mentioned her before. in like a while right right again that's another season six problem is that yeah you have this big um i mean you know that there's like a big like reveal at the end um and they haven't been they haven't kept the momentum yeah for for this whole season for that reveal so right right yeah (sighs) what a mess what do you think is going to happen in the finale michelle Oh, I think that we're going to have a chair wedding. We're going to have a death, I think. And then the reveal. I think the reveal is not going to be like the whole episode. So next week's episode is like just completely like filler. And we're not going to do. I think or anything. maybe we'll. I think it's going to wrap up the Chivy Williams stuff. And maybe Sage's last episode will be next week. Like we're going to like take down Bart. And also take down Chivy. And maybe it a little bit will trickle into the finale. Mm-hmm. And then Bart will like finally die. Or maybe we'll end on a death and be like, oh, is he really dead? It's like a mm-hmm. cockroach. Well, and I can then- tease actually next week's episode ends on a to be continued. Okay. So maybe it has to do with <laughs> like the death portion of it. So- and Yeah. Mitch, I have a question for you. I guess yeah. we meant to say this till after dark, but I want I didn't know. So actually, no, it was good we saved for after dark. So you know, like that um like Jenny gets a call in the last episode. Yeah. Like you know that like all these characters maybe get like either brief or full parts in the yeah. series finale. What's one character that if you can remember, you haven't received confirmation yet if they're on the island or not? That you'd want to see in the final episode that you haven't seen in a while. Well, I know. You mean who do I? Who would I want that I know that we don't hear from? 
No, who would you want that you're not sure if you know that they're in the finale or not? Like we know oh, that Eric. person's on the island. Okay. Eric, I don't know about that one. I know Vanessa because I've heard that. I've heard Jessica talk about that. And Jenny, like you've told me a little bit, but I I actually don't know if Eric is completely gone and I would like to see him or Same. hear him or a voice or some recognition. Right. I love something. How, I love how they sprinkle them in this season. They're like, oh yeah, Jenny told me you two were seeing each other again. Yeah. Oh, I think that's in Eric's room. Like, yeah, get, just not, don't even try to do it. It's so yeah. pathetic. Yeah. yeah. It's like at least the OC said, okay, Rosa is now gone. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just, I know. Exactly. I hate all those like unanswered questions. And I'm sure we will still have some by the end of this show. Things that just don't make sense. And like, I have seen forums and I will read off some things in our finale episode of reasons why Dan or Dan cannot, Dan can or cannot be Gossip Girl. And like, I don't know how much in the episode he reveals his doings, but you know, like, I feel like we're still going to be left with some questions. (laughs) Of course. You know, this show doesn't really answer many they leave a lot to to the imagination yeah Yeah. were you happy with the finale like the feeling when i watched it um there were some things that i was happy about and then there were some things i didn't care like i was ambivalent which i would rather like be happy about a lot of stuff and hate a lot of stuff so that i could like have those strong emotions but i was happy about some stuff and i was ambivalent i don't care whatever about a, a, mm-hmm. a, like a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. so it was like a mixed finale okay yeah when's the last time you saw it you watched it oh years ago four or five years ago maybe okay because so. sometimes it can hit you differently yeah maybe. yeah yeah right like and depending on like how quickly you binged watch it or you know, like then that maybe the final episode will be like, oh, okay, I'm really into this. Or if it took you a while to get there. Right. Or maybe, maybe uh, my reverse, like maybe if you binge watched it and then watched the finale, you kind of would not have a high. Right. And then if you kind of separate it as we do each week, maybe the finale will be like, okay, that was well worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my sister said she she felt like it was nicely done. Well, like Shadow also said she stuff. liked sex, so I'm I'm not taking too much of what she says seriously anymore. I know. <laughs> just, she said this is this is the season she likes chair the most. I'm like, well, probably because they get married. But even so, I feel like I feel like what a stupid transition, like to just be so to just be so separate for so long and then all of a sudden, okay, we're, we're getting married. <laughs> but it's so chair. I mean, it makes yeah. sense for them in their yes. weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I can't even remember where, but I feel like it just has to be on a rooftop. All their most melodramatic moments happen, happen on rooftops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you have any last words, Will? Do I have any last words? Well, this is, I'm guessing this will be the last time that I'm guesting on Three Gossip Girls. So I just want to say this was great. And it's always a fun time. I always look forward to uh, popping on the computer and seeing you two. Um, I feel like I've been so 
distant because I've been doing my graduate school stuff, but now I have more time, although I'm about to get busy in about a month here. But uh, yeah. it's always nice to kind of be able to have this and uh, be on the pod with you two. And you, you two are great. So um, I've really enjoyed the past six seasons of recapping this. Um, and I can't wait to see the show that you're doing next. I'm actually being very impatient. So, (laughs) but, but, but yeah, so uh, make me me feel good to know that there's something after this. Yeah. No, we're never quitting. No, we still have talk in Texas, our little Friday Night Lights baby. True, true, true. We do have that. I guess I'm just so locked in on a fifth big one. So, cause I don't like, Love you too. I do not the Riverdale thing. I haven't listened to one Riverdale pod. Don't. Kind of like don't. hit the eject button on it. So uh I just I don't like what's the saying? I don't look at it as canon. So uh-huh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <good>. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Will. Thank you, Will. We love these chats and we'll be back. Next week for the penultimate episode, season six, episode nine, The Revengers. Can't wait. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.